Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast Brothers and Sisters. My goodness, it is episode 44, the last ride that left and never came back. And eventually, you'll understand what the last ride is. Yeah, I have no fucking clue. It's Undertaker related. Is it? Yes, it is. So you'll be very happy to figure out. Once we eventually get there, which honestly, it'll be a while before we get there, but uh, we will eventually. I am Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Kosker. And we are here for the 44th time to do what? Raise the fist in the air. We are the nation of amalgamation, brother. We are the nation laughing in color. Amalgamate your mother, brother. What the fuck, man? (laughs) You're fucking weird. That's exactly what we do here on Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast. We amalgamate One Tree Hill in the Attitude Era of World Wrestling Federtainment. And 44 episodes deep. How are you feeling about the whole experience so far, babe? It's interesting. It's It's been pretty crazy because all of a sudden we've been getting like... A whole bunch of a listens. A butt ton of listens. And yeah. it's so weird. Bunch of like, downloads, follows, listens. Logging in and like seeing, seeing it. Done. And yeah. it's like... It's great. Whoa. So now we're in the thousands of listens over time. Mm-hmm. We've accumulated and are getting closer and closer to that one year mark. I was going to be surprised if we had like maybe like five listeners a week. If we're lucky. Yeah. If we were lucky. Yeah. Now the we're in the second, dozens. Now so we're in the dozens. The, our most popular location is Chilliwack, which is where we are from. Yeah. And then the second po- most popular location is Ashburn. Ashburn um, in the state. Is that in Washington State? Georgia. Or Georgia. Yeah. In Georgia. Yeah. Interesting. Cody Rhodes, maybe his family. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was so cool. I'm like, in my soul. Oh my God. Shut the something, fuck up, bro. Something, Cody Rhodes. Uh, yeah. So I'm appreciating all the fandom. I'm appreciating the likes, loves, respects, subscribes. All the love that we're getting and the lessons as well, too. We really appreciate it. It's pretty fucking it. cool. It's great. We're, like from a couple that was just like, you know, we just need something to do. Yeah. Like Instead together. of watching fucking TV shows, like for whatever reason, just kind of Netflixing and that's about it. And it just gets kind of tired. But now we have a purpose with what we watch. We both enjoy our respective shows but now we both enjoy the other person's respective that's shows. all i wanted i wanted you to appreciate one tree hill even just a little bit yeah and i definitely do now and all i wanted you to do is appreciate wrestling for what it is and, and again you can't read a book and start at page 62 and then just kind of dive in you got to start from the beginning so we started from a point and now we are said 
10, nine, 10 months away from that. So you've watched nine months of storyline. And how are you feeling about the Attitude Era right now? There's a lot of fucking Stone Cold and I like it. Isn't it great? There's a lot of Bulldog. There's a lot of Stone yeah, Cold. Yeah, Tassel Boots. There's a lot of Aw Man. There's a lot of Thong. Undertaker. Thong. You get a lot of great characters. There's, there's going to be the shit characters. It's just going to happen. There's going to oh, be yeah. shitty matches, but it's the same with One Tree Hill. There's going to be shitty characters and shitty scenes that you don't care about, but you stick around for the good shit. And I think with Dan Scott, sign me up, brother. <laughs> I'm all about that. But uh, yeah, we're appreciating each other's shows and we're appreciating all of you. And if you want to appreciate us, you can get to at treehillwf.podcast on the Instagram and TikToks. And you can also listen to us on all streaming services, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. What? Uh, so off. we're getting. You can also listen to us on Audible, I found out too. Audible as well, yeah. too, which is cool. Uh, so yeah, we're having a great time with it and we're appreciating all of you for listening, but it is episode 44. You know what time it is. It's time. It's time. It's, I'd rather not be Vader time, but it is Monday night raw time and it is July 28th edition of Monday night raw emanating from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is funny because today we did Spotify Wrapped. Okay. Right? Yes. And it was really hilarious that, like, my genres that I listen to the most are, like, emo, pop punk, post-grunge, like, stuff like that. That's what I... That's my jam. And for people in Pittsburgh... <laughs> That's also their shit. So I most identify (laughs) with people like musically it's from Pittsburgh. And I'm like, that's funny. That's actually hilarious that we are literally talking about Pittsburgh tonight. Well, yeah. And according to Brett, the Hitman hard that America is one giant toilet bowl. Oh my fucking God. This guy. And if I was to stick an enema in the United States, it'd be right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So here's a funny thing. (laughs) Last night, I went to my parents' house to pick up our son um, and have dinner there because, you know, they babysit him when we're at work. And uh, we've been trying to come up names for our baby. And um, we were like, oh, Owen's a cute name. Like, Owen's just a good name altogether, but also Owen Hart. Yeah. Because every fucking name that we have our child for our children has to be somehow wrestling related, uh-huh. dude. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so my mom was like, "I guess my dad had something. He doesn't like the name Owen because in a movie, the mom like was saying Owen a really annoying way, oh and God. he's just like, oh, you can't name him that name. That's all I'm gonna think about.' So he told my mom wow. that." And then my mom, both my dad and my mom were like, what about Brett? <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And I literally like looked at them and I was like, here's the thing. I would never go for Brett <laughs> because in the podcast, Brett is the most fucking annoying. He pisses me off so much. I could not name my child after that man. You don't want to name our unborn child the best there is, the best there was, and the no. best there ever will be? No. You don't want our kid to be the excellence of execution? No. Brett, the no. hitman heart. Mr. I'm going to yell so fucking loud that... I get a headache. 
I'd be okay with it. Uh, yeah, hey, we're hey. here in Pittsburgh, and apparently the enema of the toilet bowl, uh, apparently, is in Pittsburgh. Uh, but we find out that uh, we're going to be getting a new commissioner next yeah. week on Monday Night Raw, a night after SummerSlam, or the SummerSlam, as Brett likes to call it. And here's the thing. There might be some disciplinary action for all the shit that Brett pulled last week, which I honestly am so surprised that they're like, there might be disciplinary action. Yeah, could be. Uh, No, there's just should be. Whether it's a suspension, something, something needs to happen because that is bull fucking shit. (laughs) Well, going after your boss is slapping him in the head. Honestly, uh, if... If one of my employees came and like fucking slapped me in the face, they would immediately be fired. But well, this is professional wrestling, brother. I don't got a flying <laughs> fuck right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we may be getting a new commissioner next week because uh, Grandpa Cosker, Grilla Monsoon, he is uh, not really around too often. He's actually in uh, shoot terms. He's uh, got some health problems, so they're going to have to appoint a new commissioner. Any guesses as to who this commissioner could be? Oh, I don't know. Funny Jack Tunney, maybe? I don't know who that is. He's a former president of WWF. Like K-Fabe. how long ago? Uh, 93, 94. Okay. 95, maybe? The, I, I have no idea. Yeah. A couple years prior to this. Mm-hmm. Funny Jack Tunney. Yes. Weird. But, oh, okay. Who was your guess for the possible new commish? I don't fucking know, bro. You just said you're about to say somebody, and then I cut you off. No, I was just like Vince, but he's the owner. He's the owner. He doesn't need to be the commissioner. He's so I have no idea. I have no idea who they would ever consider for that kind of shit. That's so beyond me. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. And uh, I also left out Brett name jobs. Mark Messier, former captain of the Vancouver Canucks. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty great. Although uh, not a lot of Canucks fans fondly remember Mark Messier being on their team because that was a very dark period in the Canucks history. Uh, also making me not a Canucks fan anymore. That's a big reason why I don't like the team anymore. And although it was 25 years ago, I still hold that grudge to this day. You and your grudges. I'm a wrestling fan. I always hold grudges. And then I have my grudge match. But uh, here's a grudge match that's going to be happening later. It's going to be Brett against the Patriot. And he's going to flush the Patriot down the toilet, just like Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, they digress. Uh, Yeah, possible, uh, you know, consequences next week for Brett the Hitman Hart for his physical altercation with Boss Man. fucking fired, bitch. Who knows? Who knows? And then we get the graphic that tonight it is the return of who? One Mr. Thonginator himself. Yeah, I I was like, wait, Ahmed who are you talking about? Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> but not just any Ahmed Johnson. Bucker, Mocker, Locker, whatever. Nation of Domination. Ugh. Ahmed Johnson. I mean, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. So yeah, Ahmed apparently is back tonight. So he's on the graphic with the nation. So we'll be seeing later if he does show up. Mm-hmm. After commercial break, we get to our first match, which is a tag team match between Los Bodyquas. Red Shirt Backstreet Boys. Red Shirt Backstreet Boys up against Spiky Dynamite. 
Battle That's Bros. That's right, the Legion of Doom. Uh, Lost Bariquas here. Uh, they're I'm they're not, just so lame. I'm not digging this whole gang rules with a Z warfare. Uh, you know, just faction warfare, whole fucking teams. You know, you got the Sons of Anarchy against fucking Redshirt Backstreet Boys up against Nation Bitches. And they all just hate each other and it all just doesn't really matter, unfortunately. Yeah, it it honestly just feels like, like fucking drug cartel bullshit. Like, yeah. like yeah. they're all fighting yeah. and killing each other. Yeah, and- yeah turf. Mafia Turf problems, shit. yeah, it's all it's just annoying. the whole thing, and you know. it's like we see this on TV, like for shows. I don't need it in my wrestling. But this is real. This is nineteen ninety seven. So you didn't see this as much back then, but still, it's just kind of like let's just throw a bunch of guys together and have them fight. Like in a way, because <laughs> we are watching Breaking Bad right now oh. with uh, Layla, because she's never seen it. Yeah. Um, and we've never watched it together. We've watched it separately, Separately, but not together. So we've been watching that. And honestly, (laughs) honestly, (laughs) like seeing the red shirt Backstreet Boys guys and like stuff like that, like the remind you, it uh, reminds me of like the fucking meth cookers. Yeah. Like all the drug (laughs) cartel shit. And it's like Savio Vega. It's fucking just crazy. I'm like, am I watching Breaking Bad right now? No. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of funny, but uh, it's a pretty nothing match here between the the Bariquas yeah, and uh, the LOD. And uh, LOD end up winning by DQ because it's just a big fucking schmoz with interference. It's just DQs. It's a nothing match. But then the fucking Godwins again come out and take out LOD. They fucking give the slop drop to hawk and slop them on the outside too and it was pretty nasty slop too looks like they threw up in this bucket that's so gross pretty pretty gross i can't even look at it because it makes me sick to my stomach (laughs) just thinking about it and thinking of how it would smell and just imagine how they smell too yeah phineas and henry no fucking thank you yeah no yeah don't want any bit of that smell of vision when they're on i have a weak stomach when it comes to that kind of shit absolutely and uh the funniest part of though was jose from the bariquas uh he ended up slipping on the slop on his way out so at least uh, something funny happened there (laughs) but yes again a nothing segment a nothing match and then once we get back at it we got a triple h a hunter hearst helmsley promo we got disprints in the back with china China. 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 People think I don't like China. I love China. China. China is the new China, by the way. China. 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 I deal with China. 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 Big league China. So don't tell me about China. I know China. China. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. 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 China fully in tow here with said Prince Adam himself. (laughs) And Trips has got the promo going because he's got a match. He was supposed to have a match uh, uh, recently uh, with Vader. And so he has another match tonight with Vader. And (laughs) actually, Triple H, as time progresses, he definitely gets better on the mic. But this is actually one of his first first promos that actually gave me a bit of a giggle because uh, he... (laughs) goes on about how vader keeps asking people what time is it and trip says well for you looking at you looks like it's jenny craig time i know i <laughs> thought that was so fucking funny fat shaming in 19 but also like 
I thought it was funny at the moment, but I was like, that's fat shaming, bro. Fat shaming in 1997. <laughs> it's a whole different ball game. Uh, so we have the match between Hunter and Vader. And literally, Vader doesn't even get to the ring. And China's on the outside. And she's mean mugging. She's got her arms crossed. Oh, yeah. She's like ready to fucking she's throw down. fuck up Vader. Like, yeah. she don't care that he's like three times her size. No. She's just going to fucking mean mug him and kick the fucking shit out of him. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> while she's doing that, she's distracted because in the ring, we have a cameraman. Mm-hmm. And it's not just any cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. It's fucking mankind. <laughs> <laughs> in a cameraman's jumpsuit but like it's funny because like we've got hippie mankind right now yeah but this is like this mankind, is just mankind mankind yeah. like icky mankind yeah ha, that's funny hippie and icky mankind hippie and icky mankind there we go he's not so icky anymore though i mean we love this no stuff. he just li- looks icky yes he looks like he would smell but yeah. he does not wrestle like he smells because he's great in the ring and basically everything he's been doing since his big face push has been awesome. <laughs> and yeah, he's got the full cameraman jumpsuit on and he steals the camera from the actual cameraman <laughs> and takes out fucking Triple H with the camera. That was awesome. It was funny because Earl Hebner was a referee for this match and he didn't realize what was happening because he thought the cameraman was just, was just a cameraman. Just a cameraman. And it was actually Mankind. <laughs> but then when China gets wind of this, she gets in and she fucking hauls off and spears fucking Mankind right in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. And uh, she tries to go to the top rope where they have the old like hold Mankind <laughs> back and give him the big fucking and she uh, nuts move off herself. the top. And she fucking sacks herself <laughs> <laughs> because Mick pushes trips into the fucking rope and uh, get a little sack job. And when I was a kid, I actually thought China was a dude. And I thought, oh, that would actually really hurt. But then it's like, no, like even as a woman, that shit that would still hurt. That still hurts, man. The taint, man, that ain't uh, uh, easy to Not even on. just that, like, you know, everything else. Yep. The taint, that... the clit, everything. <laughs> not fun. Yeah, not, not, not fun. good. That made me flinch and cringe <laughs> quite a bit when I saw that. I was like, ooh, that... Mm. I mean, every time I see a low blow in wrestling, I think the exact same thing. You know what is another low blow on this program or program is Brockus. Brockus is coming. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. It's fucking Brockus, dude. I don't, I don't yeah. He's a huge jack dude from Germany and he's coming. It's Brockus. Yeah, I, right now I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's Brockus. Uh, next we have, oh my goodness, we have... Pimp the, Daddy. Yep. And Spark Plug. And Brokeback Sparky Mountain. Plug and Brokeback Mountain. So we got uh, Thurman, Bob Holly, Sparky Plug. And we have Double J, Jesse James. And we have Flash Funk up against the debuting Truth Commission. Uh, the Lie Commission. So we're going with the Lie Commission. I don't know. There's nothing the, truthful about they them. They all just like, they're like, we're spouting truth. And I'm like, well, you know. They're from South maybe, Africa. But also, I don't give a fuck. So I'm just going to call you the Lie Commission. <laughs> they're uh, from South Africa. And they do not like America, much like Bret Hart. So maybe they could team with Bret Hart one day. Uh, you know what I told your daughter? What's that? That I used to date a guy from South Africa. Was he a part of the Truth Commission? Was it Sniper, Recon, or the Interrogator? His name was Sheldon Human. 
Sheldon Human. And she got a real kick out of the last name. Human. Human. Yeah, it's also a death album. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sheldon Human. So would you say he's Sniper, Recon, or The Interrogator? I did not really pay attention to those motherfuckers because they're just like weird. <laughs> the future, Bull Buchanan, the future, Kurgan, and the future, I don't even know who the other guy is. They just all of a sudden <clears throat> show up and it's like... They're just there. They're just there and it's like, okay. Yeah. You have not like won my buy-in at all yet. Yeah, oh yeah. And, so, and the commandant, their, their manager. Yeah, he's annoying. Super annoying. And not only that, their fucking entrance music is literally just marching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm kind of like, <laughs> can you go away, please? A ten, hut! Yeah, no. The fucking truth commission. Well, Not there's nothing down. truthful about their wrestling skills. And uh, the interrogator, a.k.a. Kurrigan, eventually, gets the side slam W. And they win the match. They win in their debut. And we move over to the commentary team where we are in the go-home show to SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. We, we are almost there. We're six days away from SummerSlam, one of the biggest events of the year. And somebody's going to win a million dollars. Or somebody could win a million dollars. Could. Could win a million dollars. And they're making phone calls to see that they're going to fly some people in. And they're going to pick a number, one through 100. And if they get the proper key and it opens the casket, they will win a million dollars. So they call up Ryan and he could win a million dollars. And he, But honestly, even though if he doesn't win a million dollars, he gets an all-expenses-paid trip to New Jersey to see SummerSlam. You know how fucking True. cool that would be? I'd be yeah, down with that. that'd be weird. That'd be pretty great. Yeah, that would be weird to me. Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, he could win a million dollars, and we will find out at the SummerSlam on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Then we go over to another gang rules style match between crush and oh yeah <laughs> what uh disciples of apocalypse what do they do they they live together they <laughs> ride together and they damn sure touches the peepees together they're the peepee touch boys peepee touch wow <laughs> the peepee touch boys i guess which i mean if that's if that's your thing that's cool but like they can't deny it Oh yeah, they I mean, can't they, deny. They it. live together. They ride together. And oh, they, touch, they ride and together. They ride together <laughs> and they touch the peepees together. Mm-hmm. But their uh, uh, crush is in a one-on-one here, and he's up against Farouk of <sighs> the Nation. Ick. Hold up, Burrow. We, it's the nation, but we have Thonginator back. Whoa. He's here, so you have to play the other version. Whoa. We are the nation of domination. Nation of domination. Yeah. 
Yes, you're right, babe. It's Ahmed Nation. It is. Uh, no longer a nation of domination. It's the nation <laughs> of uh, Thonginator Nation or the Thonganation. <laughs> the Thonganation. And he's got a hell of a Thonganation going on well, here. No, it wasn't a thong. You can't say it's a Thonganation when the thong isn't present. Yeah, but he was wearing like his tights. He old was wearing tights, the undies. But just black tights yeah they were yeah. black and same with the pads like his he pads had the same get up it was just nation version yeah yeah with the choker yeah he had <laughs> the big ass choker like yeah. a big choker it was hilarious <laughs> he was uh, he was the choker guy before and the chokers bandana were ever, and shit wherever cool i guess yeah and uh, remember, he he's worn a fanny pack in the past as well, too. Yeah. So, yeah, he is a Fanny pack tracksuit boy is what I loved right? to call him before. Yeah, so he and is. then he graced us with that glorious thong. Yep. And he became the thonginator. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he uh, he's quite the fashionista, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> but, yeah, Crush Farouk, again, nothing matched. Doesn't really... Nothing it doesn't really go happens. anywhere. Really. It's, it's it's just another huge fucking schmoz, huge DQ. Los Bariquas are out. Fucking DOA's out. NOD's out. They're all fucking fighting. It's all garbage. Yeah, it's it's nothing. It's terrible. But uh, I did get a really good idea for a TikTok from this match. The Shield, as most wrestling fans who listen to this podcast know exactly who the Shield are. I have no fucking clue. Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns, when they first debuted and on the main mm-hmm. roster as The Shield, mm-hmm. their entrance music started with Sierra, Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. But they did the triple powerbomb. That was one of their big moves. So Los Bariquas, they gave like the quadruple powerbomb to Chains on the outside. So what if we did those letters, but we did it Los Bariquas and then played The Shield music after? I think that would be a pretty good TikTok idea. Well, you just gave it away to everyone, bro. Yeah, but good thing is I'll make it before and release it simultaneously with this episode. See, that's the thing. I keep having that idea. I'll have like an idea for a TikTok or like a meme down, or something. And then I forget what it is. Yeah. And then the episode releases and I'm like, oh, yeah. I was supposed to make something for this, and I don't remember what my idea was. You just got to write it down, or you got to make it immediately, and you just save it as a draft, uh, and then you release it when we're ready to. Yeah. Yeah. That's the downfall you have about recording episodes a little bit in advance. Yeah, but, you know. We got to get ahead of the game. Yeah. I and... I don't like being behind, and I don't like being under pressure that, like, we need to record and literally edit tonight before like you know yeah it's not, coming out the next morning yeah no. because i know people that run like have other podcasts and they literally <laughs> record it like did a few just, hours before they just throw in shade looking at stone cold steve austin shelf over there throwing shade at other podcasts <laughs> that don't have their shit together well no it's just it, <laughs> i'm like and then they're like, oh, sorry, it's going to be a bit late. And it's like, no, if you just like record it in advance, like a little bit. I know like because they talk about like current day stuff that maybe it doesn't necessarily work out. But like at least just give it a little bit more time. Like that way you're not rushing. Exactly. Because I hate being rushed. I mean, we have two, almost three kids now and full time jobs and fucking everything. We still find time to do this shit because we really love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do it when the kids are in bed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
So it's just easy. We just go and do our thing. It's great. Love it. Or if Flynn's sleeping over at my parents' house, like he does every Wednesday night, then it's good. That's right. Exactly. Uh, fucking Godwins ended up winning a match Fuck. last week in order to get a tag title shot against Stone Cold Steve Austin and dude love. So these fuckers. Apparently they earned their tag team title match for this week. Uh, but also we do not have a tag team name for Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Dude Meister, Dude Love. Well, mankind. Get their right. tag team name. <laughs> what do they have for a tag team name? I... Because you know you got the Legion of Doom. You have the Godwins. You got the Headbangers. I mean, it's kind of hard to come up with something right now, especially because like they have only wrestled one match together yeah, so far. Literally when they won the titles. And like Oh, they had that flag match uh that they're part of with the Undertaker. Yeah, but still that was mixed with it other was a people. Six man tag, yes, or six man flag match. And but but yeah, they need all good tag teams like need Hippie a tag Mankind team. Came in like for that one like halfway through. Uh no Undertaker came halfway no. through. No Austin started it and No then... I babe, that's not what I'm talking about. What? I'm talking oh, you mean about, the tag team title yes. match? Gotcha. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. He didn't even wrestle the whole match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he just showed up. <laughs> just showed up. Yeah, exactly. But uh, every good tag team, the Rockers, uh, Demolition. The You can't call the Rockers a good one. The Rockers are former. I'm talking about former tag team names. Uh, Marty Genitelli and Shawn Michaels are called the Rockers. Uh, yeah. Talking about former Take team names, just random ones. All good take teams have take team names. So this take team, who are the take team champions, they need a name as well. So I went to chat GPT. Of course you did. <laughs> the hippie rattlesnakes. What do you think of that one? Eh. Or the stunning love handle. Ew. <laughs> the hippie rattlesnakes. Yeah. I mean, we had the heartbreak rattlesnakes when it was HBK <laughs> and Stone Cold. So now we have the hippie rattlesnakes. Yeah, oh, I guess so. I guess we'll go with that one. All the other ones weren't very good, so that's that was kind of the best one. It's still not even that good. We'll work on it. Uh, did you like the sign uh, going down the rampway? The guy who had the sign that said, I hate La Femme Nikita. Yeah, I pointed that out to you. <laughs> yes, you did. I saw it as well, too, but uh, it's pretty funny that uh, we all know, even if you're Canadian, you know full well that on USA after Monday Night Raw was La Femme Nikita, especially during this time question for you mm-hmm. uh since mick foley plays two characters now do love and mankind on the same show does he get two paychecks <laughs> <laughs> i mean hey, he's just frugal like he's smart businessman right uh, yeah you know it's like you know if a guy you know comes out as a character he gets paycheck for it right yeah so if he comes out as a different character does he get a second paycheck <laughs> Does Do Love get a paycheck oh and then Mankind gosh. gets a paycheck as well, too? Does he get double duty? Wild. Right? Just wild. Hilarious. I hope he gets two paychecks. And this was the first reference of the Summer of Love, because we are in summertime. The Summer of Love, which was 1969, is also now the Summer of Love in 97 because of Do Love himself. Now, honestly, out of a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest, 
what chance did fucking Godwins have of actually beating Austin and Dude in this tag team title match? <laughs> Literally no chance, bro. No chance in hell. Like it they're just they're so lame. Mm-hmm. They're so fucking lame. Yep. And you've got Hippie Mankind. Yep. And Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, come on, bro. Come on. Yeah. But amazingly enough, Godwins actually get the win. <laughs> but because, wasn't that because of a disqualification or something? It was a count out. Count out. So yeah. Austin got the hot take from dude, went in there, house of fire, destroyed everyone, just exactly how we thought he would. Mm-hmm. Gives a Stone Cold Stunner. Game over, right? No, not yet. He gets thrown out of the ring. And as he's about to come back in, and right away I knew, once the ref starts counting fast, like one, two, three, you ready? It's that quick. You know they're going for a count out finish because most count outs are just slow. One. Mm-hmm. He takes a few seconds, scratches his balls, does a couple other things. Scratches two. his balls. Jesus fuck. And he goes back, goes for a cup of coffee, comes back. Three, right? But this one was like one, two. So once they start count three, four, they're getting a five before Austin's even getting up. You know, it's probably going to be count out finish. So he's trying to get back into the ring. And out of nowhere, because Owen Hart and Bulldog are on commentary in this match, Owen gets off commentary, just nails Austin with the Intercontinental title belt. Mm-hmm. And then knocks Austin down and they get to the 10 count, the Survivor Series 10 count, as I like to call it. And uh, Austin gets counted out. So actually the Godwins get the win in this match. Yeah, well, they wouldn't have won otherwise. Yes, very true. Uh, But funnily enough, Owen goes right back to commentary after hitting Austin. He's like, I did nothing. Oh, he says, Austin tried to steal his belt. Oh, my God. (laughs) He tried to steal my belt. Wow. (laughs) With his back behind him. (laughs) apparently apparently <laughs> i don't even know but a pretty hilarious turn of events austin gets on the mic tells everyone he's gonna kick their ass as per usual and we cut to the next segment which is okay first before this next match starts we have ken shamrock walking down to the ring with a arm wrestling table because while bulldog was on commentary uh commentary commentary, commentary, commentary. wilson please uh commentary uh bulldog challenged ken shamrock to a fucking arm wrestling match (laughs) (laughs) so uh shamrock's like okay so he brings the fucking arm so he just happened to have an arm wrestling table handy just handy just handy to bring down to the ring so he brings it down to the ring much all the while this other match is happening it's ace darling versus Devin Storm. It's green pants versus half rainbow pants. <laughs> half rainbow pants. Well, because the other half was black. Fair. Uh, <laughs> up against Devin Silver. So, so green pants, otherwise known as Devin Storm. He ended up being Crowbar. In... He looked like he was on fucking drugs, well, man. Well, when he turned, I'll show you a picture of Crowbar because he does look like, uh, like that in WCW. But he was in a tag team with Ric Flair's son, David Flair. Uh, David Flair, Daphne, and Crowbar. And uh, a few years back when COVID hit, me and my best friend, Double J, <laughs> Justin Johnson, uh, we started watching WCW circa 2000. So you think 
what we're watching now is some of the best shit you'll ever see. It is the best shit you'll ever see in wrestling going up to right till 98, 99. Uh, we decided to watch the absolute worst run probably any wrestling company can have, and that is WCW in 2000. So bad that in early 2001, they shut the doors and ended the company and folded, and Vince McMahon bought them. Uh, but... Uh, Devin Storm is Crowbar, and during that WCW 2000 time, the only real bright spots of the show was fucking Crowbar. He's hilarious, great on the mic, great in the ring. And I even tweeted to him one day saying I was going through WCW 2000 and watching him and appreciating his work and his mic skills. He even tweeted me back and said, thank you. Thanks for the support. So I have support, and I have love from one Devin Storm here in the middle of the ring. And he gets the win as well, too. Maybe. 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 Now right. you could tweet him and be like, bro, we have a podcast about wrestling. Yeah. And we, uh, we're talking about you. Yeah. And then you could get him to like maybe listen. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe. Crowbar is great. Love him. <laughs> he follows no me. He follows name. me on Twitter. Yeah. There yeah. you go. We'll see. Maybe I'll, I'll extend the olive branch. Uh, they go to connect another call to try to get somebody to come to New Jersey for this try. fucking million dollars. And they try. does not go very well because they tried a couple times and they cannot connect the call because either the area code's wrong or they is a it's a deadline or a busy signal or whatever. It was funny. So the whole time that this thing keeps beeping, I'm like... Just wait. They're going to call the next guy. It's going to turn out that it's their phone that's fucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be funny. And phone girly over here, Miss Aaron, the uh, Ukrainian sensation, Kosker, phone girly, as I'm going to affectionately refer to you as, uh, I need you to um, give your two cents when it comes to um, phones and uh, phone lines and cell phones and all this stuff. Because, like I said... They're going to be doing the same thing at SummerSlam. So they're going to have these two people, this Patrick Stevenson guy who ends up getting the next spot to be uh, to possibly win this million dollars. But they're going to call more people live on the pay-per-view. And mm. uh, they're going to pick numbers for these keys. And if the key opens the casket, they win the million dollars. But uh, it's just an absolute train wreck segment. It's fucking hilarious. We're going to love it. And I'm going to need some uh, uh, knowledge dropped from Miss Phone Girly over here. Okay. But you do also have to remember this is 1997. Probably seven people had cell phones at the time. (laughs) And most people were on landlines. Oh, man. So you'll have to regale us with some landline stories from your childhood. Like talking to boys in the shop on a rotary phone. It wasn't in the shop. It was in the garage. Either way, either or. You're uh, talking to boys when you shouldn't have. Why shouldn't have I been talking to boys? Oh, you know why. Uh, we get this arm wrestling <laughs> match. Because you're making your future husband mad by talking to boys when you were younger and didn't even know who I was. Uh, we have this <laughs> arm wrestling match. And by the way, I beat your dad in an arm wrestling match once before. I will never... On Christmas, on Christmas, On Christmas two years ago, I beat your dad in an arm wrestling match. When I was pregnant last your, time. Your dad is a very, very strong dude. He's been a logger and all other sorts of things. And oh, dude. His hands. When my dad was in high school, his thighs were so fucking big that they were almost busting out of his like rugby uniform shorts. Yep. 
and he was a logger and all these things. He's just muscular. With his hands, and he's a muscular dude. And I beat him in a fucking arm wrestling match. So you know what that? My means. dad was also fucking hammered, and so was I. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what that means is that I will never arm wrestle him ever again because I will be always undefeated in one and zero in my career against your dad in arm wrestling. Matches. Do you brag about it to him all the time? No, actually, I haven't really mentioned it all that much. Occasionally, I'll I'll mention it, but uh, my one and zero. Uh, record against your father in arm wrestling match will live on in infamy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, here we are, and it's fucking Bulldog. Tassel we got boots. fucking Tassel Boots up against Four Leaf Clover in this fucking arm wrestling match. So they get her going. You remember the last time we had an arm wrestling match on the show? It was fucking Sunny against Golden Titties. Golden And titties. Sunny threw fucking powder in Marlena's face. It's, it's her uh, Coke stash. It's her Coke stash. Yeah, <laughs> literally her Coke stash. Not powder, brother. Uh, not powder. Uh, but yeah, we had a pretty fair arm wrestling match here they're very back and forth they're straining so it looks like they're about to shit their pants both of them. <laughs> legit legit <laughs> and then before shamrock can finally push bulldog's hand down on the table we get the big headbutt from the bulldog the big headshot chair shot and then what does he take he takes out the can of dog food yeah four leaf clover got dog fooded <laughs> he got dog fooded <laughs> He opens the can of dog food, which is hilarious because, like, it's kind of hard to open a can of dog food with your bare fucking hands. Well, I mean, if it's the, one of the ones that has the ring, like the pull tab yeah, ring. Yeah, might have. I'm not sure. But then he could way. just... Or, but he just sticks his yeah. hand right in that fucking can of dog food. I think it was Alpo. Might have been Pedigree. I don't really know. But it was wet dog it's food. stinky. Wet dog stinky food shit. stinks. Sticks his hand in there and fucking makes Shamrock eat the fucking dog food. He smears it all over him, too. <laughs> and it also smears the ring, which it has a stain on the canvas for the for rest, the of, rest the show. of the show. <laughs> uh, I was like, he, that's disgusting. Bulldogs, I would not love to be out there. Bulldog said if he loses his match with Shamrock at SummerSlam, he's going to have to eat a can of dog food while he's making fucking Shamrock eat dog food right now. Mm. So, uh,. Yeah, it's, isn't it ironic that the bulldog has dog food and makes his opponent eat it? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Not the last dog food incident we will be seeing in the wonderful world of WWE. Not the last. <laughs> Baron Corbin made Roman Reigns eat dog food. I just uh, realized that your macho man dude, he's got a star right on his dick. <laughs> well i'm watching man's tights he's got stars on his dick yeah he yeah. Does. yeah i guess you're right yeah weird <laughs> you're really also trying has, to draw attention you know who also has stars on his dick gold dust <laughs> chicken nuggy golden chicken nuggy here he's up against rock when was the last time we saw rockabilly it's been a while. It's been a while. Fucking yeah. scissor bitch. We definitely don't miss him. No thanks. Rockabilly, we hardly knew you. Uh, but on his way to the ring, there's a mannequin set up outside the ring of this match. And it's got a dress on. And it is exactly the dress that uh, Marlena and Goldust are going to make Pillman wear. Brian Pillman, that is. BP Boston Pizza. Which, by the way, Boston Pizza is opening in Hope pretty soon. Mm yeah yeah thinking like the next like month or two or something they're pretty close to getting it done 
Have they so, hired people? Because that's one of the biggest things is they haven't been they able have, to hire. And they did not hire Brian Pillman, unfortunately. But uh, Pillman's uh, looking at his uh, dress because that's what the dress he's going to have to wear if he loses his match to Goldust at the SummerSlam. Uh, apparently there's this boxer, uh, front row, uh, of the show here, Michael Morer. I don't even know who the fuck this guy, IBF champ, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't even know. There'll be better boxers to come, dude. Foreshadowing, brother. Don't give a fuck. Oh, you will give a fuck. Believe me. Uh, you definitely will give a fuck. I guarantee it. Um... But Rockabilly, he but goes But do out. I give a fuck about boxing You may not ever? give a fuck about boxing, but we get a boxer that everyone knows. Then it's not just that he's a boxer. You know, he was famous for boxing, but he did so many other things as well, but too. But what if it's someone that I don't know because I've never given a fuck? I guarantee 100% you know exactly who this guy is. Mm. And he comes in in early January 1998. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. I personally guarantee 100 percent, without a doubt you know who this boxer is <laughs> want to bet Shit. i i will bet the farm the farm i will bet my entire fucking life savings which is nothing uh, <laughs> <laughs> i will bet every single dollar i've ever bet on fantasy football up against you to say hey i guarantee you know who this fucking boxer is you know mm. why you want to make that bet right now? Why? You said what? Want to know why? So why? Oh, because I guarantee you'll know this boxer. Huh. FYI, it's Mike Tyson. <laughs> do you know who Mike Tyson is? Vaguely. But you know Mike Tyson. I know the name. Yeah, of course you do. He's got a weird face tattoo. Exactly. I only really know about him because he's been of- a Vander Holyfield's ear. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> the only reason I really know his name and like the, the face tattoo is because the hangover. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's the wow. only reason. Like otherwise, yeah, no. Well, he bit Evander Holyfield's ear in a boxing match, and he became the baddest man on the planet because of it. He's also in jail a couple times, and he has quite the legendary career. He's probably the most well-known boxer in history besides Muhammad Ali, basically. Hmm. And uh, he was uh, one of the greatest boxers of all time because he was undefeated for his first 40-whatever matches as a boxer. And uh, he knocked everyone out. And he was absolutely the biggest up-and-comer in boxing history. And uh, comes to WWF for a little bit. Weird. Yeah, in big, big storylines, too. Uh, But that's not till 1998, dude. But we'll get there, and you owe me my life savings because you know exactly who Mike Tyson is. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Rockabilly slaps this fucking non-Mike Tyson boxer, Michael Moore, and then, of course, he gets dummied by the boxer. Yeah, and what then, a fucking dumbass just goes and, like, you slap a boxer? slaps <laughs> not only a boxer, but someone that's just in the audience? That's Rockabilly. He's an idiot. He's a fucking moron. Dummy. Uh, and he gets dummied by Michael Moore. Good. And then, uh, yeah, we get back We get back to it here. And uh, Marlena, 
uh, Pillman's out, and he's uh, taking out fucking gold dust. He's pissed about the dress and everything. He's trying to rip it. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then fucking Marlena jumps on (laughs) Pillman's back. She's fucking going for it. Fucking choking him out. And much like she did to China all the way back earlier this year, uh, she's choking out Pillman as well. So it sets up real nicely with a nice bow on top, this big SummerSlam match that they have between these Mm -hmm. two gentlemen. (sighs) Babe. What? We got a promo segment. Yeah. Prom King. Oh, it's not just Prom King. What? It's the most flamboyant. The most... How do you like you keep saying that your throat is all fucking weird and you can still do that shit? It's the throat shredder. It's Vince McMahon. You gotta bring it for the throat shredding. Ugh. Holy fuck, dude. The showstopper! The main event! Mr. WrestleMania! The Heartbreak Kid! Sean Michaels! Bro. Gotta shred that throat, brother. It's Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, so here we are. Shawn Michaels, he's a referee at su- the SummerSlam match between Bret Hart, which uh, he's, he's a good old buddy's pals with Bret now. He keeps talking about how Bret's his good old buddy, right? They're just best friends. You know, they go out on dates. They go out for dinner and stuff. You know, they uh, talk about their sunny days. Uh, You know, they they go out, they go picking berries and looking for lost smiles. And (laughs) And did you honestly think that he would apologize for what he said about Canada? No, of course not. Of course he wouldn't. Because here's the thing. Here's the fucking bullshit thing. Why should he have to apologize for saying shit like that when that's what Brett does all the fucking time to the state? So would you ever expect an apology from no. Bret Hart for anything? He doesn't need to apologize for anything for that because Brett does it all the fucking time. Yeah, but Canada's barren on America. Well, yes, because we are Canadian. We're like, obviously, we're the best. But like, <laughs> in that situation, like, I would honestly, like, I'm like, no, that's a double standard. You can't fucking pull that shit. You can't expect someone to apologize for something that they did or said because you do the exact same thing every single time you're fucking on TV, bro. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, Sean This is why we are not naming a child Brett. <laughs> because of a storyline in a predetermined wrestling show. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> So Shawn Michaels is going to be on commentary for this main event match between Bret Hart and the Patriot. And do you think Shawn Michaels might get involved? You know, he's on color commentary. He has a kind of a history of getting involved in Bret Hart's matches when he's on color commentary. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't no, know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Hard to say. We'll yeah. see. He might try and behave himself. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so we are in Pittsburgh and it is the house that Mario Lemieux built. And um, Bret Hart comes out, and we need the Canadian National Anthem. So that's exactly what happens is we play the Canadian National Anthem. But then when uh, the Patriot comes out, which, by the way, the Patriot uses uh, Kurt Angle's eventual music uh, as his entrance music. And uh, (laughs) all the while, the Canadian National Anthem is playing. uh, Shawn Michaels is crying on color commentary, saying (laughs) it's so beautiful. And Mm. I think he's just 
just trying to save face a little bit with Vince mm-hmm. saying, hey, yeah, I'm being a sarcastic dick, but I'm saying that Brett's my buddy and I'm crying during the Canadian National mm-hmm. Anthem. But then uh, Patriot comes out to Kurt Angle's music and uh, he demands that we get the American National Anthem. Which yeah. makes sense. They're literally in America right now. Yeah. But... Brett's a whiny fucking bitch <laughs> and is like Brett's not gonna allow that no, no, no. and he fucking like goes off it's like shut the yeah. fuck up bro you're such a stupid idiot Brett's like, not allowing that to happen he's, he pisses me off <laughs> so fucking much so he fucking Pearl Harbor's fucking patriot from behind and all the while the US anthem is playing and it keeps playing it while keeps playing. Uh, Brett is dumbing him which is hilarious it's like okay you got your national anthem so why can't they get their national anthem them. I guess not because uh, Osaken you see is a uh, lame piece of garbage. Uh, <laughs> really, uh, really helping out our American viewership right now. Uh, yeah, don't do that, bro. <laughs> I take it all back. I love America. God bless America. Um, Shawn Michaels, like I uh, alluded to earlier, you think he's going to get involved? Of course he's going to get fucking involved. And he's going to cost Brett this fucking match. He distracts Brett. Fucking Brett gets rolled up for the slowest mm-hmm. three count in history. Mm-hmm. He did have the match won earlier. He would have had a 10 count if the ref was awake, but of course <laughs> he's not because he's a WWF ref. And Are uh, they ever awake? Uh, not usually. Uh, Patriot gets a fluke roll-up win and beats fucking Bret Hart in the middle of the ring. Unbelievably. Yep. As we fade to black. Yeah. Uh we did not get the Undertaker in this match. No, this, I'm uh, disappointed. Show. Uh, well, we had like a short little, you know, uh, promo video package and stuff but for like... the match, but not actually like an appearance from the Undertaker, which is uh, disappointing to say the least. But what did you think about this episode, the go home show for the SummerSlam? Meh. It wasn't like super exciting. Was amazing. I don't think Austin was, was just on kinda there like, enough. kind of like meh. I don't know. I don't think Stone Cold was there enough. No. No Undertaker. And when he was on there, his ten- he didn't even win. So Yeah, what the hell? Fuck. But I they kept it, the titles. I in. give it a 2.2. 2.2. A little lackadaisical there, but I think SummerSlam 97 will be able to uh, swing the wings of justice. Speaking of justice, we get none of that in Tree Hill. <laughs> whatsoever <laughs> the heels tend to win mostly uh the baby faces definitely get their hearts broken in every episode almost <laughs> and here we are at episode 44 season 2 episode 22 the last episode before basically the go home show for the season finale and it is the tide that left and never came back mm-hmm so you know how like all the titles mean something like sure. pertaining to the episode, but also like it's a song title. Mm-hmm. How did you feel when you saw that title? Like, the tide or, that left and never came back. Like, did you think that that meant <clears throat> anything like uh, wild? I don't know. I don't really read into it very much. Mm. Yeah. But I now that you're mentioning it, I figured out. Yeah, it probably has some significance. Yeah. I don't know. Something about Tide. Tide. Okay. I don't know. Like Tide Pods. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
It's the that left that and never came back. Somebody's leaving and is never coming back. Ooh, boy. I'm trying to throw you a bone here, bro. <laughs> Somebody's leaving and they're not coming back. Possibly. Don't know who, though. Possibly. Yeah. Anyways, so we start the episode. Lucas is on the roof of the cafe. And you know how normally, like... The little mini golf course. They had their little mini golf course, him and Haley. And... uh, It's gone. He's taking it down. Yep. Because Haley's dead. She's not dead. To all of them. Uh, We get a weird dream sequence. I don't even remember what really happened in it. Uh, Oh, it was like... Brooke uh, picked up her drunk self. And drove herself home as yeah, a sober Brooke. And uh, Peyton was in her room and there was like black paint pouring down her walls yeah. and on her artwork and stuff. Um, there was just a bunch of like different little things going on. Whatever. It just mostly tied into what Lucas was saying in the whole intro thing. More importantly than any of that, we have fucking Jimmy fucking eat world in this episode we do now we've had some musical guests before we've had the fucking wreckers or checkers or biker mike or liker from mars i don't fucking care who they are and they're on we've had gavin degraw well we had gavin degraw we've had fucking um cheryl crow yeah and now we've got fucking Jimmy fucking Eat World, dude. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. They are set to play trick. Amazing. How the hell did Peyton get Jimmy fucking Eat World to play in a town with 47 fucking 47, people? bro. Get over it. <laughs> Come on now. That's not exactly the most attractive venue when like 30 people will show up to your show in some bumfuck Carolina town. How did she make this happen? I don't know. She's got that promoter, dude. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Cokehead, dude. Yeah. He said that he would still kind of help her behind the scenes. Yes. Whatever. Let's fuck Jimmy Eat World. That's so cool. I love them. Plus also like they've had Threckers. They've had all these other like people. Yeah. So far. So, you know, they're kind of trying to make a name for themselves here. Fair enough. Um, At school, it's almost the end of the school year. And they have to write a final essay for English. And what is the essay supposed to be about? Loss. (laughs) It's not like any of these stupid kids know anything about loss. (laughs) Bro. (laughs) Bro. Maybe they do. So when the the professor or the teacher, the professor, wow, it's like they're in university, but they're not. Um, (laughs) And uh, he's talking about loss and doing this essay and lucas is look looking over at Haley's desk she's not there not there and he's missing her and she said she was gonna be back for finals guess not not back for finals no because this fucking longest tour in history out of any musical act is still ongoing (laughs) yeah who knows? Maybe they have like little breaks in between. You just don't know it. Then why wouldn't she just come back home for if they had a break? 
Well, I mean, there's quite the strain on her relationship right now, and that might just not be the most comfortable thing. Anyways, Mouth failed a math test. Mm. What could it be? Maybe because his new girlfriend? Erica Marsh. Marsh in Mouth. Wow. Mouth in Marsh. Mouth's mouth in Marsh's mouth. They have just been making out a lot. Marsh's mouth has been on mouse mouth. Wow. That's a fuck up, bro. (laughs) (laughs) So he's failed and he's feeling pretty bummed out. And she's like, you can just keep making out with me. And he's like, no, I need to actually do schoolwork. Like, I can't do this. My parents are going to fucking murder me. Yeah. Luke talks to Brooke. Is like, hey, want to go to New York with me? On a trip to visit Haley. And they're kind of still like a little flirtatious again now. Mm -hmm. Um, So Brooke's kind of like, yeah, that would be great. And I think she feels like it's going to be a lot of bonding between the two of them. Yeah, the drive up. Yeah. Well, and even just the trip itself, like being with each other in New York. But uh, he kind of says to her, like, no, this is more to see Haley. Yeah, like, this is all this is all about her. And she's like, well, we have a paper due. And he's like, it's OK. I ha- we have the laptop. You can type and I'll drive. Wow. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. Sure. That's such a great idea. Just take a trip to fucking New York yeah. while you have a paper due. Eh, whatever. Smart. Lucas is also a terrible student. Dan is trying to get Andy deported. Shit, dude. Back to New Zealand. Damn. He's playing fucking hardball now. Oh, the thing is, is this guy has no fucking idea what Andy can do. Yeah, he has no idea what he's capable of. No idea. And he doesn't really know what Dan's capable of either. No. Because he fucking tries to make out with fucking Karen. Yeah, Karen's getting pissed <laughs> off. So Andy finds what out that... His so the whole thing is Andy's mom is sick. Yeah. He needs to go back to New Zealand to see his mom. But he might have trouble coming back to the US because Dan is trying to get him deported. All the kind of red tape and shit. So that's made it difficult, but he still needs to go see his mom. He can't just like yeah. not do not that. See her. So Karen fucking storms into Dan Scott Motors and yells, Deported! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she starts losing her shit. And he's like, oh, I think this is more about passion. And starts yeah. like kissing her. And yeah. she's like, oh, I'll fucking murder you, yeah, basically. Totally. And what does she do after that? She fucking grabs a chair and throws it through the window. Karen goes, Spoke Stone Cold Steve Austin breaks a glass, glass shatters, damn it. This is now the second time <laughs> this glass has been shattered. He's got to get the fucking glass, uh, glass company on fucking speed dial. Right? Holy shit. So it turns out Jake is getting out of jail. Mm. Nikki lied in court. Saying that she, the reason that she left Jenny was like for school. But the thing is, is she had dropped out. She wasn't entirely truthful. And even a little lie like that can totally derail like her 
yeah, fight in that. Case. Yeah, absolutely. So Jake is talking to Peyton and he's like, yeah, I'm getting out. And it's just like, it's so cool. But it's so, during this whole episode, you get these little flash forwards a little bit of Jimmy World playing trick or yeah. talking about Jimmy World playing trick. And Peyton is outside the outside trick on like right by the stairs crying. Yeah. And you're like, oh, she's really upset. Like something bad is happening. And then, you know, it's the whole thing where Jake is getting out. So it flashes to that again and she's crying and you're like, okay, these are happy tears because Jake is getting out. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's awesome for her. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, and they pull the fucking Riesel Swirsky. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. Yes. We, we have more to talk about first. Nathan goes to visit Whitey at school in his office. And uh, <laughs> Whitey already knows who it is coming in the door. Even though smell the confusion. <laughs> he doesn't even look up. He just can smell the confusion, apparently, on Nathan. Yes. Nathan is talking about going to High Flyers. And Whitey thinks that's a great idea. Dan, though, on the other hand... Doesn't think it's a good idea. He... So... And it's the thing. So Dan wanted Nathan to go to High Flyers and he was calling the High Flyers people because he wanted it Nathan to go so he'd get away from Haley. Yeah. But now that Haley's away on her tour, Dan's like, maybe it's best that you stay because your mom, she's getting out of fucking yeah, rehab yeah. and it's just best if you're home. And apparently she didn't start her fucking pill addiction until after Nathan moved out. Yeah, but Deb kind of has implied that it's been it's an ongoing been thing. ongoing for a while. For quite a bit. Yeah. And we officially get Jimmy World. Like, yeah, they're fuck, actually they're playing here. playing the set, man. They're playing the fucking like, set. Like, you actually see them, like, you know. It's like, holy shit, that's They're playing so a set cool. at fucking Trick. It's hilarious. So, they're playing the set at Trick. So, they kind of keeps cutting back to them over and over. They're playing over more and songs over. and stuff. Unfortunately, they don't play, like, Sweetness or anything like that, which is their best song. But Yeah. Uh, they're still playing some other songs. It's all good. But then, finally... Lucas and Brooke, they show up to New York. They show up to the venue where Haley's playing the next show. They go to the venue. Well, they had already played a show there. They were doing, like, press stuff. Yeah, whatever. They're at the venue. Yeah. And uh, they show up. And they know exactly where it is. For some reason, security keeps letting them pass. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, they open the door, and it's the tour poster mm-hmm. for this fucking Wreckers tour with Chris and fucking Haley on it. Yeah. And what do we see on this tour poster? Vancouver. We get a fucking Vancouver date. You know what else we saw? We saw a... March 22nd date in Las Vegas. A Vegas date on your birthday. Yeah. And we also saw a Seattle date as well, too. Yeah. Yeah. So they're literally doing a full North American run, which, hilarious, would not last 12 weeks ever. But I digress. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. A North American tour would not be 12 consecutive Maybe weeks. they pulled a Taylor Swift... Because they're that fucking popular. 
<laughs> Maybe they pulled a Taylor Swift, okay? They're Just that saying. I've I've looked at the whole tour schedule for like 2023 and 2024 for Taylor Swift and holy fuck. How does this girl even have time to date a football player? Yeah. Bro. Maybe if he goes on tour with her when he's on off season. Uh, whatever i i honestly don't give a shit i just like when you were saying like that would never happen and i'm like well how many breaks does taylor swift have in these tours not many like maybe a couple weeks here and there there you go though that's that's a two-week break right there but still but still i'm just saying anyways andy wants karen to go to new zealand with him Uh, i also missed that uh, Haley was getting tickled by oh, yeah. Keller in uh, the back room there. And of course, it's nothing. It's nothing. He's it's just nothing. tickling me. That's all. And uh, Lucas isn't exactly too stoked to see this. But yes, Andy wants Karen to go to New Zealand with him. But unfortunately for him, he feels that Keith is a reason why she cannot well, leave. And she does say, like, she has her businesses, she has Lucas, and he says, bring Lucas, like, for the summer, like, you could stay, like, as long as you want. Yeah. And she's just like, it's just not that simple. And honestly, it's not just that simple, especially yeah. when you have businesses and a child and things like that. Um, but also, in the back of her mind, is always Keith. Yep. She loves him. Always Keith. Yep. So we cut to Jake. He's at j- in jail. He's getting out. Like he's literally getting out like that day or the Soon, next day. Yeah, yeah. And he thinks it's Peyton. Yeah, because it looks like, you know, who's the only one that's really coming to visit him in jail is Peyton. And he says like, Peyton, you don't have to like, I, I'm literally getting out like in 20 minutes. And we kind of go and see the back of this person and it's long dark hair and i saw it uh, even before i saw her i was just like oh fuck it's nikki yeah yeah nikki visits jake and she's saying you know what i'm dropping it like i'm leaving i'm saying I'm, goodbye i'm saying goodbye i'm officially done with this shit yep and then she starts going off like how like how would it feel to ne- know you'd never see your daughter again? Like, think about it. Yeah. And she's like saying all the shit. And he's like, okay, like, fuck off. Okay, whatever. I don't care. Don't give a shit. You're leaving. Bye. And then who does she pull out oh. from the lock? Fucking double fuck. J. <laughs> J-E double N-Y Jagelski. That's double J. Jenny Jagelski Jr. Ain't she Great. So she's gone and found Jenny. How the fuck did you find her in Florida? She also tells Jake to do better than Florida. And abducted her from whoever had her. Yeah, we don't even know who had Jenny at the time. Probably a family member or something. Who knows? Or like someone that Whitey knows because he was the one that was entrusted to take her. Yeah. Um,. And so now she's trying to leave, like, bye, like, say bye to daddy forever. And Jake's just losing his shit. Losing his mind, calling for guards. Fuck. Like, honestly, it's so terrible. I would crush. I would be losing my shit. Oh, absolutely, man. I'd be raising some fucking hell. I'd be back in jail again. (laughs) don't, Don't fucking understand why Nikki wants this baby. I don't get it. 
She's a selfish. See you next Tuesday. So what is she going to do with this kid? Is the kid's going to get taken away from fucking child services anyway. <laughs> eventually. Yeah. I don't know. I don't she just understand. wants what she knows she can't fully have. I guess. And but she has no idea the responsibility it no. goes into having a child. She has no, fucking, no clue. fucking clue. Anyways, Chris Keller wants to hook up with Brooke. This whole time that Lucas and Brooke are visiting Haley, they're come going in and out of the hotel. Brooke decides to go shopping and she walks by Chris Keller's room and he's playing guitar and he's trying to be like, oh, yeah, you want to hook up with me. Yeah. And she's like, you can only imagine that in your fucking dreams. Yeah. Like, no, no fucking way. Mm-hmm. She's so disgusted by him. And like, even Lucas is starting to get pissed off. Lucas and Haley go for a walk and she's got like fans like, can I get an autograph? Yeah, yeah. And he's just like so out of his element with that. Yeah. Yeah. It was just kind of an interesting visit. Uh, Haley and uh, Lucas sleep in the same bed together. They're talking and she's kind of like, I'm not coming home. Yeah. This is my life now. Yeah. Yeah. Permanently, possibly yeah. here. Yeah. Pretty like, wild. Where would she live officially then? On tour. <laughs> <laughs> In a tour bus. <laughs> sounds like it. Well. So we cut to Dan Scott Motors again, and Andy's paying a visit to Dan. Yeah. And. Andy kind of spills the beans like, oh, these, this is a nice security system. It's not the first time he's seen the security system, by yeah, the way. Yeah. There was an episode where he was did go visit and the security system was there. Um, so Andy <laughs> spills the beans that he owns the security company that installed the cameras. Yeah. And basically is like taunting Dan. Yeah, because he knows he has all the access to the footage, but Dan's not exactly buying it. Well, and he also says to him, like, I have your ledger, and Dan's like panicked to look on his face like, you're lying. And Andy's like, you know, you never know if... And... Dan breaks his own fucking window that just (laughs) got fixed. I love how we have three glass shatter sound effects in this episode. Only one of them is for Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> well, it's funny, too, because the thing that Andy says as he's like right after Dan does that and Andy's starting to walk away, he's like, oh, don't bother getting it fixed. I plan on redecorating anyways when, when I, I buy, buy this place. Shithole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. So he's going to buy Dan out. Oh. These dudes made him money, so he can do whatever yeah. the fuck he wants. Yeah, totally can. Yep. We finally start to get our, you know, montage. End of episode montage that I also lovingly appreciate. Nathan is trying to get his game back after his accident from playing basketball. And um, he's doing like these dunks that he was kind of struggling with earlier on in the episode. Dan goes into his safe that's behind a picture in the on the wall in his office and the ledger is still there but the thing is is andy is sitting in his car in the parking lot watching watching the footage from his laptop 
because he owns the fucking security company. And he knows exactly where this ledger is now. Yep. Knows exactly where it is. So he knows where to get, like, look and get that now. I do like how Jimmy fucking Eat World is uh, playing through this entire montage. The only good part of the montage is that they're playing. Yeah. Again, Haley is not coming home. She gives the signed annulment papers to Lucas to bring home to Nathan. Yep. Fuck. Wow. It's actually happening. Yeah. It's actually fucking happening. Although it's not happening. I feel that it won't happen. Jake. So we find out the, the real reason that Peyton's crying outside Trick is because Jake... When he gets out of jail, he goes to see Peyton at home and he tells her, like, Nikki has Jenny. I have to go. I have to find her. Yeah. And I'll Pey- go with you. Yeah. Peyton's like, I'll go with you. And he's like, it's best that we just not be together as much as I love you and everything. Ugh. It's just like, this is my my concentration has to be my daughter right now. And I have to go find her. And it's not fair to you. Yeah. It was sweet, but also, like, I could see why uh, Peyton's so upset. So when Peyton's standing outside Trick crying, it's not happy tears. Jake is down the stairs outside on on a motorcycle. He has a motorcycle? Yeah. How the fuck does he afford a motorcycle? I don't know. He doesn't have a fucking job. (laughs) (laughs) So he's on this motorcycle, and he's like, basically, this is his goodbye. Peyton. Wow. She's off to find Jenny with oh. no job, no money, no way to fill the gas tank of the motorcycle. Just gonna go and just start fucking shouting in the middle of the night. Nikki, 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 Jenny, Jenny. He's gonna figure it out. Okay. And Andy shows up at Karen's house to let her know he's leaving. He's leaving tonight like now. For, for New Zealand. And She's not going with him, and he wants to say goodbye, but this is also, he kind of dumps her. Yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, he even says to her, he's like, yeah, I might love you, but I guess sometimes love is not enough. No. Ooh, boy, that stings. But you notice how, like, Karen really didn't seem, like, she seemed upset, but not, like... Not that upset. Devastated upset. Yeah, exactly. Maybe Keith rears his head again. At some point. Can't tell you. Maybe the whole tide thing means that Andy's gone and he's never coming back. It could mean Jake's never coming back. It could mean Haley's never coming back. It could mean so many people aren't coming back. Yep. Good. I don't think it'll be Haley. It's too much of a main character to be gone. (laughs) Andy, though, not exactly a main character. He's only Mm -hmm. been introduced this season. He could be on the by and by. Who knows? No, no. Dollar sign three point four two. It's okay. Okay. Average. It's okay. But I feel like the fireworks are definitely going to be. Oh, you can't here wait! You can't the wait! Fucking, oh, dude, I can't. We're watching this the finale in two oh, boy. nights. Oh boy! And you are probably so, so fucking antsy right now. Oh, I'm so excited! I'm so excited! But as excited as I am for the season two finale here, how excited are you to see? Brett versus Taker with Shawn Michaels, the referee That's for the world title. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Brett better lose. Stone Cold versus Owen for the Intercontinental <laughs> title. You got Pillman and Goldust in a dress match. 
<laughs> and you got fucking Bulldog trying to not eat dog food against Ken Shamrock. And Mankind and Triple H in a fucking cage match. SummerSlam's stacked, bro. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. SummerSlam's fucking stacked. How long is this pay-per-view? Oh, probably 245. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, deal with it, bro. The it's, big four It's got to be a night where I don't have to work like butt fuck early in the morning. Well, you really don't work butt fuck early in the morning ever. So 830 is butt fuck early in that, the morning. For don't me. even fucking start <laughs> with me, brother. It's butt fuck early. Okay. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, no, we're both uh, equally excited for each other's uh, season finale, so to speak. And uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch the season two finale of one tree hill and i can't wait to watch SummerSlam 97 with you and i'll probably get uh double j involved because SummerSlam 97 is his favorite pay-per-view of all time interesting yes hmm. yes so great uh so again episode 44 in the books here appreciate all the listens love subscribes likes comments Everything that you do for us, we appreciate it. And you can hit us up at treehillwf.podcast on the TikTok and Instagram. And also listen in on all streaming services, including Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Audible, and iHeartRadio. Ooh, Audible. You threw that Audible in there. I'm going to throw a what in there for that Audible. It's funny because like... Instead of listening to music or whatever on my drives to and from work, I've been listening to audiobooks Podcasts, on yeah. Audible. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I noticed that Audible has podcasts. And I was like, oh. So I looked us up and I was like, we're on Audible, bro. What is the nerdiest thing you've ever done in your life? The nerdiest thing I've ever yeah. done in my life? Yeah. I don't fucking know. Because you're a major nerd. I don't think I'm a major nerd. I'm pretty nerdy. What makes me nerdy? Anything that I tell people is that uh, anything you're passionate about that you love a lot as like things or things you're interested in, if you're really into that shit and know, have a lot of knowledge about that stuff, you're a nerd. So what that. do you think I'm nerdy about? Uh, pop punk. I'm nerdy about pop punk. Yep. Believe me, you don't even like. There's so many people that are a million times more nerdy than I am. Than does that. it matter the degree of nerdiness? It doesn't matter who <laughs> other people are nerdy. It doesn't fucking matter. I'm talking about you. Okay, you're what else? A, you're a pop punk nerd. What else? You're a uh, Spiral the Dragon nerd. How many times have I beat like the trilogy? You're I <laughs> uh, don't even know. Uh, you're a Harry Potter nerd. Mm-hmm. You're a Earthbound nerd. Mm-hmm. You're a One Tree Hill nerd. You <laughs> literally have a podcast about One Tree Hill. That's how much of a nerd you are about. There's it. even there's even people who are on like Facebook groups about One Tree Hill, and they always like start to argue about things that happened in the show, and like say that and certain you just things. Shut them down. And I just go in and I'm like, bro, no, that's not the way it happened. Yeah. And I'll even like bring up like screenshots of like the sites I follow and stuff. And like I put it in there and like I put in the proof and they're like, 
oh we're fucking idiots and i'm like yeah yeah you are <laughs> yeah so obviously you're quite okay. nerdy okay? i'm nerdy about one tree hill for sure yeah, i just named a whole shit ton of stuff you're very nerdy about yeah but my my daughter she loves to talk about my nerdiest moment of all time, which literally happened in this room. Mm-hmm. Okay. I only just learned about it during <laughs> dinner today. As I was setting up my man cave down here, I already had my Stone Cold Steve Austin shelf set up. And I was setting up my Nintendo 64 games, which I have 226 of out of 296 uh, collection. And as I was setting them up, in alphabetical order, of course, I was wearing my Super Mario pajamas as much as I am wearing them right now. And while doing this, I was also singing the Pokemon Indigo League theme song. So Stone Cold Shelf, Nintendo 64 Collection, Super Mario pajamas, Pokemon theme song simultaneously. In your man cave that has a fucking... the fucking triangle thing a triforce yeah a triforce and a mortal combat arcade machine yeah and, and all my video game systems a bunch of pops uh, yeah and your wrestling dolls figures action <laughs> figures dolls. brother <laughs> action figures they're figures who have action and not anatomically correct though and you have your wrestling stuffies, Undertaker, and this macho man bro with stars on his dick. This macho man bro. Yeah. And also this macho man bro with stars on his dick as well. Oh my God. Yeah. And my macho man sunglasses as well. And, and you my, have Undertaker upstairs. And I have Undertaker upstairs. Yeah. That I Flynn's do. been playing with. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's a part of the Parks and Rec family now, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that episode when Undertaker showed up in Pawnee? <laughs> what? <laughs> Never happened, dude. I'm making a joke. Okay. I was like, wait, <laughs> but, what? As I was saying, like, Undertaker's a part miss? of the Parks and Rec. Asleep? He's in the Parks and Rec family because he's up there with all the other Parks and Rec's little figures. And, uh, yeah, I remember that episode when, uh, you know, fucking Undertaker came to Pawnee. Oh he gave a God. tombstone pile driver to Gary, Larry, Jerry, Gergich, Gingrich. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. And also have my uh, NES coasters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fucking nerd, bro. Uh, I am Sean Harris, the ultra nerd. <laughs> and I am Aaron Kosker. The pop punk One Tree Hill nerd and the earthbound Spyro and Harry Potter nerd. <laughs> bro. <laughs> and, and cell phone nerd. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, you want somebody to sell snowballs to people who live in Antarctica. You get Miss Erin Kosker because she can sell anything to anybody. But unfortunately, the downfall of your amazing selling ability is that when anybody tries to sell something to you, they have you hook, line, and sinker because you appreciate the hustle of someone selling something to you. But unfortunately, you kind of fall for it all the time. No, not all the time. A lot of the time. Um, A lot 
of the time, I need to do my own individual research on these things. Yes. Someone can plant the idea in my mind. And that's the unfortunate part because it sends you down this fucking can of worms that you have to research the thing, how much it will enrich our lives. Remember? You know, you know the best Black Friday sale? Stay at home and save 100% Black Friday sale. Remember when we were going to be moving in together and I needed this specific coffee, coffee maker. maker oh my god the ultimate cell job the ninja coffee bar <laughs> and i like looked up all the features all the things you can do with it all the different drinks you can make with it <laughs> how many cups all the stuff i like googled the shit out of this thing for like even like when we were looking at um trading in your micra for the first leaf we had yeah I fucking looked up electric cars oh, yeah. and that oh, shit you did your for two yeah. fucking days. You did your due diligence. I'll give you give you props on that one. But unfortunately, most times, and when I say most, I mean 99.9% of the time. <laughs> let's use the Ninja Coffee Maker, for example. You tell me, so you give me the cell job, okay? You give me the, oh, yeah, it's got this feature, and it can do cold coffee, full pot, half pot, single cup, jumbo cup. Fuck, it's got this and that. It's got the doohickey. It's got the kerfuffle. It's got the fucking tomfoolery, everything. It's got every fucking feature. It's got a milk frother It's on got it. a milk fucking frother on there it will enrich our yeah coffees i still need a separate milk <laughs> and enrich our lives in every way shape or form but unfortunately you never ever tell me the price until the very end because all these doohickeys and all these amazing features they fucking cost money but you're not gonna lead with the price because right away it's gonna be like uh uh here's you don't, why you don't lead with oh by the way it's like 300 dollars. here's why <laughs> So if someone comes to my store and they're buying a phone, any kind of phone, Apple phone, Android phone, doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. We have to sell them on warranty. You don't lead with, oh, we can add this additional warranty for $15 a month. No, you don't fucking do that. You need to highlight the benefits, what this protection does, how much money it can save you in the long run. And then you go, it's $15 a month. You can cancel it at any time. You're not locked in. And then you go from that. I actually get my reps that when they are talking about the phone, like the plan, how much the phone's going to cost everything like on their bill, include the $15 in it. Yeah. Just include it and then let them know that includes also a protection plan on your phone. This will cover you against loss, theft, which Apple Care does not cover against loss and theft, by the way. And Apple Car up Apple Care is more expensive monthly. So Device Care Complete is much better deal. You're saving money technically and you're getting much more value for your dollar. And that is a nerd speaking her nerd right there. Case and point. There is a reason I am a store manager. Case and fucking point. But I will tell you this is when you're trying to sell something to me, you know what you need to do? You need to forget all your fucking skills you've learned over the years. No, you need to forget all your fucking skills you've learned over the years. And you know what you need to do? You need 
one thing I need you to do for me if you're trying to sell me on a product, tell me the price right away. No. First thing you Because I know with. you're just going to turn it down right Fucking away. Fucking lead with the price. No. I need lead to tell you all the, the enrichment price. that we're going to get out of this product. <laughs> Before I tell you the price, because I know if I tell you the price first, you're going to be like, no, you're not even going to let me talk about it. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> no. the whole point. No. That's the whole fucking no. point. That's not, that doesn't fly with me, babe. The whole fucking point. Dude. Let me let me be a sales girl, okay? <laughs> I'm just Go practicing. Your fucking sales spiel. You get, <laughs> you're getting your fucking reps in, dude. I'm, what I'm doing is technically when I'm selling you on these things, oh. I'm role-playing. Oh, my God, you are, too. <laughs> so that I, when phenomenal. I go to work, wow. I can be like, guys, You're sharp. here's a new technique. <laughs> You're so sharp. You got to get your reps in, dude. <laughs> Holy fuck, man. That's <laughs> phenomenal, actually. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I understand things are richer. Like, just tell me the fucking price, okay? I will. Just tell me. You just got to let me get there. God. <laughs> because, you know what? When you when I know you're going on the sh- uh, the sell spiel, I know, oh, she's trying to sell me on this. So I literally just disregard every fucking thing you say until you tell me the price. So you can go off on your whole fucking tangent about how it's going to enrich our lives. But I'm not going to tune back in until you actually give me hard numbers. Because I'm Asian and I only care about numbers. So you give me the number and what you need to do is you need to lead with price. And then when you lead with price, I will automatically say, no, that's too much. But then you say, no, here's the thing. It does this, this, and this. Okay, this is how much we're paying for this. I can understand that. But if you talk about blah, 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 this, 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 and then you end with the price, that's just going to piss me off more. You gotta lead I'm with price. You gotta straight up. You got a picture for you. You gotta. Start, I'm Bob Rossing that shit. You gotta start with the <laughs> facts, bro. I'm you give a man, Bob an Asian Rossing man, that shit. cold hard facts and numbers right off the hop. I'll respect it more. You say, okay, babe, this coffee maker. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right off the hop. It's two hundred fifty dollars. I'm like, that's way too much for a fucking coffee. Hold up, okay. This is what this does. This is what that does. Honestly, and you look at all these other coffee makers they're worth way more and they do less so for this or, coffee maker which i feel we could afford they're for yes this much, maybe cheaper but they do jack shit exactly but lead with price first that's not the way i fly bro i'm just not gonna listen to your spiel <laughs> <laughs> i love how we talked more about that than we did actually one tree hill in this episode so i'm okay with that and i also bid you adieu and i say bye bitch let me do my spiels. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, 